<laughs> the mics are now live. We are all doomed. AI is going to destroy us in so many different ways. Um, <laughs> good evening, everybody, and welcome to One World, One Blood, One World, One Blood Bowl number forty-four. The NAF. Ding, ding, ding. Um, the evil empire itself. I wanted to talk about the NAF. I, the first time I went to a tabletop tournament, I was force enrolled in the NAF. Uh, like a, a sailor drinking a pint and finding they'd swallowed a sovereign. It turned out I now had a number and I was being tracked. Um, it also turned out I'd paid money to do so. I didn't know that. I was asked for money for the tournament ticket. And it turned out part of that, I think sort of for free, because I paid the same as everyone else had enrolled me to the NAF. Uh, so that was how I got involved with the NAF. I, I didn't know that it existed until I was part of it. So I've brought three people on who are at various levels within the shadowy mafia that is the NAF. Uh, we have one of its originators, uh, possibly the sort of the Nosferatu figure, who was there when it all began. So he's going to tell us what it was all about then, what they were up to, uh, and why they felt it needed to happen. We're then going to talk about the bit in the middle. Uh, we tried to find someone to come on that knew loads about that. Um, and they're all either too old or too drunk to do that. So we moved on. Uh, we've now got a street-level thug, uh, a street-corner NAF dice peddler in Stubacca, recently promoted to head of a region, so uh, now responsible for getting the kids hooked. Uh, and we also have a current officer who'll tell us all about the board level, the upper management of the COSA NAFIOSA. And, uh, and the election system, and indeed, uh, I think, quite an important upcoming election in the near future, so we can have a quick chat about that. Interestingly, when I dropped all the usual adverts I drop for One World, One Blood Bowl, um, I dropped one on Reddit, uh, because it's likely to have the huge Reddit community uh, sometimes come along and care about what we're doing here, uh, talking about all sorts of Blood Bowl. And obviously, you know, I haven't painted an ogre, or 480 people would upvote whatever I say. But sometimes some people are interested and read it. But this had one of the strangest sort of voting um, records of uh, one of those. Uh, uh, so that was quite interesting to me. It got quite a strong instant reaction. And indeed, it got quite a lot of comments quite quickly, uh, both positive and negative. So it certainly generated quite a lot of interest. And that's always interesting to me. So obviously, I'm going to throw some of those points across and see what we all make of them, where we feel the NAF is now, and what it means and what it does and where it goes uh, and what it should do. Let's cover all of that uh, at the same time talk about some blood bowl so good evening everybody hello 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 um right so as i said let's start with how the naf began we do have stubacker as i said our street level local english thug stimmy from the great and the good uh true the elite of blood bowl is here with us tonight uh but near liminal you were there when uh when god walked the earth and blood bowl was done with stones and snakes uh, and That's the right. NAF was created. Um, so how did that all happen? Yeah, so this was uh, started out maybe in the early uh, 1990s, you know, a previous uh, century. And uh, I was in a Blood Bowl league in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, this was uh, early stages of the Internet. So we were getting our news from something called the uh, something akin to like a forum system that everybody could log into. And it was uh, rec.games.bloodbowl. Um, and we were secretly being observed by Jervis Johnson. We didn't even know it. Um, he was watching us, uh, debating all the different topics and trying to figure out our way around Blood Bowl. Um, a lot of arguments back then. 
a lot of good uh, people that I uh, remember fondly from those times. And uh, yeah, um, Jervis and I ended up having a very short conversation online. And uh, he said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of do the, doing this thing where I get some coaches together and we, uh, we work on the rule book. So this was the beginning of the idea of a living rule book for the, for the game. Um, so Jervis was, the, of course, the drunken idiot in a pub on a Sunday watching American football highlights on television whilst working for Games Workshop, who thought, yeah. why don't I smash this thing I don't understand together with my passion and hobby of fantasy figures uh, and create yeah. a game called Blood Bowl. Uh, and that, that was in the 80s. And from there, it became playable over time. Uh, and w w how, how playable was it at this point? Would we recognize the game of Blood Bowl then? You would definitely recognize it. I've been playing since first edition, so I was hooked really early on. Um, but the, the game back then would be very similar to what you would be playing now with some really bad balances not in line. So back then, it was more or less mandatory that you would foul every turn. Um, and it was much more a game of attrition. However, this was on the American side of the game. Um, we were told uh, later by people in the GW headquarters when we went to visit that that wasn't the way they played. And they didn't know people were playing that way until an American came over and worked for them and just destroyed the league by fouling every turn and like doing what we were used to doing. So it was a, that was one of the signs for Jervis that he really needed to get on top of it and fix the game. Um, and then he, uh, he spoke to me and he asked me to pick, uh, four other people to, to make the, the first Blood Bowl Rules Committee. And we met online and we deliberated and we were in chat sessions together because we weren't, the video wasn't working online then. And we had amazing discussions about all facets of the rules. Did I hear somebody interject? I can. No, no. I was just wondering. So that that was what we would think of as Living Rulebook One, or or. The culmination that was actually Living Rulebook One, yeah. So the um, LRB um, one was the was went out. I think it was in the uh, middle of the year, and that's when Jervis said, "Hey, let's uh, let's have a tournament. It's going to be Blood Bowl Resurrection." He invited all of us to come along. We I think most of us went. And at this uh, point, was there I... any Games Workshop support for Blood Bowl, or was this just Jervis trying to keep it alive despite it sort of already really being dead? Where yeah, were we at with Games Workshop, our, our evil yeah, stepfather? It's... Yeah, it it was uh, interesting times. The uh, Jervis had become the head of this small kind of unit inside of GW um, that was the specialist hobby. And they had Epic, and they were like working on a new Gladiator game. I don't think it ever saw the light of day. They had Blood Bowl in it. Um, and these things were uh, like the orphan child of Games Workshop at that stage. It was uh, the kind of thing where I think Jervis really felt like, you know, GW could just kind of forget about us and it wouldn't matter to them because they were becoming the corporation that we kind of know now. So those so, the, the team was formed, and how did this morph from a, a rulebook committee into the uh, the pan-galactic blood bowl-spanning organization that is the the NAF? Boom, boom, boom. So, 
At that first tournament at the Blood Bowl Resurrection, um, it was the first time I got to see GW. We were playing games, we were enjoying ourselves, and Jervis took me aside and he said, uh, yeah, at the time that he talked to me, I didn't fully understand what he was saying, but in hindsight, I understood it really clearly. He said, Blood Bowl is the best thing I'm ever gonna make. This is the best game I'm ever gonna build. And I wanna make sure that it has legacy, that it sticks around. And so in order to make sure that happens, I, I want you to start a Players Association. Now, it had already been featured in the rule book, hadn't it? So it existed the, the, as, a, as a nebulous thing before it became a thing. That... Inside of a thing, yeah. So we, we decided to call it the NAF as an inside joke, that it was this shadowy organization as part of the lore. And we thought that was funny to like just take that name on. Um, but hadn't it, that name been used in one of the jokes in the rule book? For a hundred percent, yes. So the 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 original uh, organization in the Blood Bowl rule book was the NAF, and it was in charge of the rules and making sure the league ran. And this is all part of the lore. And part of, of the, the pun game. upon NFL being the origin of exactly right. Blood Bowl. Yeah, which is what Nuffle comes from. Right. Nuffle is just a right, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, he he wanted to make sure the game stuck around and that it was not only in the hands of GW, who at that point it looked like could just turn everything off if they wanted to. Wow. Um, so, so Jervis himself appeared to you on Mount Tournament and commanded that you form the NAF. A, commanded, yes. He, he and made real discussed. his prediction in an earlier rule set. Yes. And you, you yeah. set forth to convert the ways of man to the followings yeah. of the NAF. It was a, actually a little bit of folly on my part, because if I had known how much work it was going to be, I don't think I would have done it. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, that's exactly what happened. I, I, I was uh, taken in by the, the trust this man had for me and somebody I highly respected because he had built a game that I really, really loved. Absolutely. Um, and as a, as a fledgling uh, uh, designer, I was just... There are principles that he's a god in the game that I've taken with me later in life in my own game creation. So I was, uh, yeah, I, I set forth. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always a little bit of a naivete when you're younger that you just can do anything, right? Well, here we are in 2023 doing a podcast about the NAF. Um, yeah. So it, it came to be. Uh, how did we get from that idea to something that existed? And what was it, what was it existing to do? Yeah, so initially we were just connecting with people online. I, I realized this was not something I could do on my own. It wasn't like going to be a lone uh, project. And uh, very lucky that Blood Bowl tends to get very talented people involved and passionate about it. And uh, I mean, I, there were so many people in the early stages that I'm going to forget people's names, but we had a graphic artist and Alan uh, and Watts. We had... Uh, uh, Jim Lanier, who did the uh, the finances, um, and that's a funny story because he ends up doing the finances from his own account for a number of uh, years, just the right. entirety of the NAF sitting in his bank account. 
Um, we had uh, tournament organizers. We had a Deathwing, if you remember him. Uh, he was taking care of all the dice, and that was a big incentive for people to join. Probably <laughs> yeah. the number one reason that so many people joined. Um, yeah, the, just the, the whole crew uh, was amazing, and we uh, I, I was lucky that I realized I needed to delegate, and Krister uh, uh, was there as well, um, writing the code on the back end. And yeah, which was a lot of uh, a lot of really talented people doing a really a lot of really great work. And and what were you? What, I mean, was it just to be a database of people that played Blood Bowl and they connected to each other, or was it always about tournaments or about league play or recruiting people? Are we spreading the message? Are we messiahs? What was the original mission? The original mission was. Um, Why are we here, Lord? Yeah, the original mission was. Uh, that I wanted a place where people could record their games and they would have a reason to keep going back and look at that. So the ranking system was my idea to break it up into regional and uh, race-based uh, rankings was a way to keep people interested. I mean, if you're in the top 100, you've got a vested interest in being curious about the, about the state of it. But if you're uh, not in the top 100, you'd probably be really bored with that. So I made sure that everybody could be good at something. You might be the best uh, goblin player. And it would be a reason to play the goblins at a tournament. So that it was all about promoting playing the game with other people. Um, I, at the very beginning, and I was talked out of this by several other of the, the people that helped me start this, was uh, my idea was we would be tracking league play. Uh, but the problem was that it was really hard to trust that the league play could be done honestly. And so we were a little concerned about the ranking being cheated or nerfed a little bit. So we we decided to back burner that. And I don't think it's ever been uh, looked at again, but we um, made sure that, that we had a system in place where people could create tournaments. We would authorize pretty much anything. If you wanted to make a, a tournament where dwarves all had strength six, that would be fine with us. As long as the rules told everyone up front that that's how the game was going to be played at the tournament, you could have any rules you wanted. Why isn't that happening? You mean now? Yeah. I have no idea. This is right. Can someone do that? Twenty years Sounds ago. Sounds great. Yeah, and then you could have any rules you wanted as long as everybody agreed to it, and then you could go in and play. Um, I think there's a bunch of different variants now on the site, so I think people are doing different, interesting kinds of things. Right. Um, so it was it was to be a pluralistic, inclusive environment where people could play whatever they wanted, record what they wanted, chase individualistic goals, but to record data and propagate the sharing of that data so that you could keep track and incentivize yourself. And primarily well as, to promote you know, the game. Hook up. Yeah, exactly and, right. And sleep with a Republican. Sorry, it's just, <laughs> we're going to talk about an app apparently later, and I hear all apps now sell well if they hook you up with sleeping with a Republican. That seems to be I think a that's good probably important at some level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So where did it all go wrong? How did how did the NAF grow into this tentacled monster stealing my money and offering me only plastic dice? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think one of the problems was that we were beholden on uh, GW to provide us with blocking dice. So at some point, after I was no longer involved as intimately, uh, that got pulled away, uh, potentially for legal reasons. I'm not even sure at this point, historically speaking. Um, but... Yeah, I think... Yeah, just cycling around back to that, because it's a more interesting question. Um, you mm -hmm. mentioned Jervis. Yeah. 
as a representative of or in any way connected to, to Games Workshop? Is that, I mean, he's a bridge to it. He was working for them. Is it, do we, does the NAF exist in their eyes? Are we, are we part of the grand plan? Are we seeing? At that time, yeah. So at that time, again, you have to remember that the way things were set up there, it's not like it is now. It wasn't, uh, they weren't interested in Blood Bowl and Jervis was doing it as like a very small inside the company kind of niche company running it like a little tiny games uh development company inside of yeah, yeah that's what the mi6 guy said when he recruited me and then yeah. it turned out i wasn't working for the government at all <laughs> um and so uh, jervis offers uh, offered us the blocking dice as a as a way for us to get people into the game i mean he's brilliant he knew what he was doing the blocking dice basically sold the memberships uh, we ended up with a huge amount of rolls because of it, and now now they're sought after on eBay as uh, sixty dollar uh, novelties, right? Absolutely, for huge chunks of money. Um, yes, he he knows what makes a, a a good beard tick, doesn't he? Both in terms yeah. of a rule set and a basic concept. Because I mean, I, I also played the first Blood Bowl, and it it was awful. It just wasn't a good game, but it it yeah. was a great sure. idea that yeah. still got you interested and passionate about it, which is why people still went back for versions two and three to see, well, have they got that idea into a good game yet? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we still are waiting for them to do that. But, you know, we're getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. Yeah. Wow. So when um, when the NAF was, when, when the Blood Bowl game was abandoned completely, were you there at the NAF when, when suddenly they had to take the boat and set sail on waters new? I was not. No, see... Uh... I ended up moving from the US, which is where I was running things uh, about, uh, I guess, about 14 years ago now. And then I didn't get to play any Blood Bowl while I was exiled in Costa Rica. Um, and I've only just returned to Blood Bowl pretty much the beginning of this year. And unfortunately, like, uh, you know, Dave Cameron and Tony Blair refusing to answer for their crimes, uh, we don't this evening have anyone from that period. Um, the NAF are widely credited, of course, with taking Blood Bowl at a time where Games Workshop did abandon it and keeping it alive. Uh, and they absolutely did. I, I firmly believe that. Uh, and some great people were involved, and they did great work. So I'm taking the piss because that's all I know how to do, and it's really all I offer the world. So though we then leapt forward into a more modern age. Games Workshop have seized us again. The NAF is now a thriving, throbbing, living beast, pulsating through the heart of every Blood Bowler. Like I said, I was forced joined to it during that period. Uh, I never wanted to be in the NAF, and yet suddenly I was on record. Uh, and now we have elections, and we have NAF people elected. Uh, I don't know how big a vote that takes of the thousands of people they've given their dirty money to, their dirty dice to, and enrolled in their, their organisation. And we have people on the street organising things and getting tournaments in shape, all doing good work. I mean, I am a fan of the NAF, but it is unknown and slightly unknowable it is it did happen to me rather than because i chose to and some people now i find increasingly are staying outside of the system um just before we talk to one of the grand hanchos one of the people organizing it all he who is responsible stimmy who's come on to answer for all the crimes of the math let's talk to one of their street level thugs uh he's a mini boss uh he's the one that gives you the free taste uh stubacca uh welcome to the show Hello, how are you doing? Uh, good. Uh, nice to have you on. Uh, obviously, I've known you a while. We only first played in uh, Spain, didn't we? Yeah, we were drawn uh, first round of the World Cup. So uh, I, I engaged in sending you lots of what I believe the 
the youth called banter ahead of our, our match uh, using football insults because that's uh, that's all I know. Because we're both from the civilised part of the world, that being obviously the southeast of England, uh, we had been to several tournaments in common before, but just this never never managed to... Out. Excellent work. Never managed to, uh, to bump into each other. Um, but since then, we've uh, also turned up at a few other things at the same time. So uh, it's been nice to make your acquaintance. In that time, you have progressed from mere humble human. Uh, you are now made man. You are you have your own street corner where you pedal the dice. Uh, what's it like taking part in the NAF from the ground up? And why have you done that? Have I lost you? He seems frozen. He yeah. does seem yeah, frozen. Yeah. I think uh, he needs to read up on his script because obviously he's not allowed to say whatever he wants. We <laughs> all your street level facts, as you call them. Uh, oh, no, don't yet. Hello, have you got me now? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my uh, my internet decided that that exact moment to uh, to cut out. And again, apparently... okay. So let's 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 talk to the boss. He clearly isn't happy with the idea of me talking to. Uh, to Stu, so we'll come back to him. Stimmy, you are on the board. You run the NAF. Um, I do run why, the NAF. And why and to what end? Why? I think I just slipped into it. So I honestly, I don't even know how exactly I joined the NAF, but it happened in 2011. I was at the tournament and suddenly I was a NAF member as well, similar to you. And I played a few tournaments. Then somebody dropped the local tournament series. So I picked up the tournament series. Then there were a few coaches who were not very good with computers. So I helped them entering data and procuring data. And then sooner than later, I was working together with Mike, like fixing up stuff. And when I moved then from Canada, this was all originally in Canada. When I moved back to Germany, I continued here took over a local tournament series here and uh, then filled some gaps, uh, was a regional coordinator, did stuff on Fumble and eventually I was interim tournament director when the active tournament director had some issues and couldn't work full time and since beginning of this year I was elected to tournament director. So now I'm an official NAF officer. And you're a sent up the, the ladder of power. Had you planned exactly. each step as you went, or was it all accidental? I think uh, it was a divine plan. <laughs> Is it just that you no, enjoy organizing um, stuff? So hence, as, I think, I, I as you see other things happened. you can organize, you've, you've gone, oh, I can organize that too. No, I think it happened like many things in life. Just I was there, I had time, and I like it. I mean, I like the math, I like Blood Bowl, I like playing with numbers, um, like coding, so... I just took over responsibilities. I did think we might see a wave of ambivalence about the NAF. Um, but let's address this early. As well as a wave of ambivalence, we did see um, a little bit of hostility, which I was quite surprised by. I don't know if you were. Uh, particularly Gargantuan in 91 was, was terribly cross yes. uh, with the idea of the NAF. He lives hundreds of kilometres from a, a games workshop shop. He's not aware of what they do. But he is aware that if he wants to play Blood Bowl against other people in a tournament, he is forced to donate his, uh, his, his tithe to your shadowy cabal. Uh, and he doesn't understand what it offers him, and he feels that's egregious, and that no other corner of Games Workshop hobbying would do that. 
he's lucky that he doesn't have a firstborn. Um, but why yes, would, I think there why, are some. How can you how can you defend that you're taking this poor man's money away? So first of all, I think there are some misconceptions and some misinformation, right? Okay. Um, a lot of people are complaining that they have to pay whatever five euros, ten dollars a year to the NAV, which is not true. I mean, there's a one-time fee, and this fee, like in your case, is even waived for a lot of new members. And then you are in the system, that's true, but there is no annual fee anymore. There is, to my knowledge, there's not a single tournament out there that requires the members to be an active NAV member, so having paid that year. So it could... I'm sure there are members out there that paid a single time in 2003, and they are still in the system. They can still play a tournament once in a while. They never had to pay again. The only... So once you have that NAF number generated and stamped upon you, uh, you can never lose it. You can if you want to. I mean, we have had members that said, I'm tired. I want to escape the internet. Uh, I don't want my data out there. Please delete my info, which is completely fine. And of course, there is a country that offers the right to be forgotten uh, and thinks it can enforce it on the whole world, uh, which Mm -hmm. is is quite fun. Okay, so but once you've paid, so that one five pounds, five euros, five dollars, three shekels and a hen, I don't know what, what exact ones you do accept, a Bitcoin. Um, once that's been accepted, I've got that number and forevermore I can say, yes, this is my NAF number and it will always be tracked in the NAF database and all those games will always count for both sides if they're both NAF members as a NAF game. That's correct. And, yet, and if you do, well, I still get emails saying, give me money every year. So is that just like, you just sort of you know, asking, go on, go on, give us a bit more, hey, hey, it's all right. Or is there things I get access to for it? You cannot log into your account if you're not an active member. Okay. That's the only thing. Obviously, then you cannot vote. You cannot participate in an election. Uh, you can still complain in, on Reddit and other forums. So that's open. But um, otherwise, there is, if you're just interested in playing, you can even look at your results without being a member. So if you just want the record keeping and you want to check oh, whom did I play in 2007 at the NFC, you don't have you don't need to be a member to do, to do that. So it's really up to you whether you want to support the NAF further or with, whether you want to have one of the annual gifts, all up to you. But there is definitely no regular fee involved. So what is the, the what's the current mission? What does the NAF do? Why should I care about it at all? I think it is very similar to what Neo described. I mean, our aim is to keep track of tournaments, to organize tournaments, to bring people together. There was an interesting comment in that uh, Reddit forum that you just quoted uh, of a guy who said he joined the NAF in 2022. And he's the reason he's willing to travel eight hours because he knows he's, he's going to a tournament, no matter if it's in the same country or not, the tournament will be played with the same rules, uh, the same standards. Um, he's going to meet nice people. The games are being recorded. And, and 15 years later, he can look at it and say, oh, yeah, I remember. There was a horrible game against those Wood Elves. Uh, I lost one too. And um, I think that's a big part. And people like to downplay it. It's like, oh, it's, NAF is just about keeping records. But I think it's very important. And, I mean, we have consistent records since 2002. I mean, 21 years of, of, of data and records. I don't think there are lots of sites out there that existed back then. And, and we have all the information, right? And people do it on a voluntary basis. Nobody's being paid for that. People and, and just sacrifice their time. Also, like when my children go to one of those villages where they watch the people dress up as Vikings. Um, similarly, the NAF not only has run for 21 years, but still looks and runs as it did 21 years ago. <laughs> so in many ways, it is a living museum, isn't it? 
we can travel back in time. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I give five pounds a year. I mean, you know, five pounds post tax. And yes, all right, I get a pair of dice I can instantly sell on eBay for 15. But other than that, all I seem to get is access to a site that looks like it was made, I don't know, by, by someone who, you know, I would have known when I was young. So why hasn't the millions of pounds you clearly have at your disposal gone on building a lovely, sexy web app? Because it's not a million of pounds. It's, um, I mean, you can definitely look into our numbers and uh, they're regularly published. The 2022 numbers uh, will be published soon. And there is some money in the bank, but uh, it's not a lot. If you want to pay, I think, a proper service to set up a website and everything that comes with it, I think that money more would be gone immediately. And we still need somebody, of course, to... Um, stick around and update it regularly, fix things. It's it's all based on, on voluntary work. And I think Christer and others back then when they set up, they invested a horrendous amount of time doing that. And the truth is in the last few years, there's been nobody willing to sacrifice a similar amount of time to set up a completely new site and a new database and, and transfer all these like 20 years of scripts and everything. I mean, I... I agree, and it's, I mean, what anyone does for Blood Bowl is a wonderful thing. But there's a dissonance there, isn't there? Because there actually has been those people. I mean, on my phone, I think it's now deprecated. I'm not sure I ever made it onto Apple phones. Um, because obviously everyone that, that uses an Apple phone is a victim already. But there's some, well, something called the BB Coach app. Um, and someone did make a BB coaching app, and it's got a chess clock on it, and it had all the rules on it, and it had all the stars on it. And it was a really useful, good piece of modern technology on my smartphone. And that person didn't think, oh, I should do this for and with the NAF. And I go a lot on a site called Daddy to Murder, which has got all of the rules and the stars and lots of easy to access information and a web page that looks like something you should be using in 2023. And that's a fabulous resource. And they didn't think, oh, we should, I should do this under the banner of the NAF. So there are people still doing this wonderful stuff for, for Blood Bowl. Why what has is the NAF becoming less relevant? I don't think so. And how do we get those people to want to do that for the NAF so it's done for all of us at once? I mean one problem that we're facing is that there's a lot of people that volunteer, but they don't pull through. So you've got people that professionally or not deal with coding and they volunteer and then I guess they realize how much time it costs to do that. And um, yeah, that's definitely definitely an issue. I started playing around with stuff when I became more involved, like one or two years ago. And I think there have been lots of improvements, improvements that regular or simple users maybe don't see. Simple things like um, when people submit tournaments, for approval they get it, 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 it sounds very simple but this was lacking like they get an email and uh, that tells them okay that we received their submission they get uh, emails when the tournament gets approved um we set up all these um links to sites like fumble and and tour play where people can validate their accounts you can see okay this is a NAF member which makes it much easier to organize than events on these sites and and uh, upload the data to the NAF. Uh, we did like small fixes. Um, 
we the NAFSAT is two sides, right? We have um, the WordPress, the front end, um, which uh, has some news where I publish the blog. That's pretty much up to date. I mean, that looks nice. That, that looks modern. And then we have the back end, which is um, where the rankings are displayed, the scripts are running. I've got this old school forum. So which this is could definitely three shipping to... containers not together with a portaloo. Yeah. Which was so... cutting edge at the time that it was made, by the way. Yes, um, it does work. It does work though, but yes, it could definitely use improvements. So, uh, how are those going to come about? Is there any? I mean, are we going to get a better NAF? Well, I was hoping for you five to pounds a year. I'm giving. Come on, <laughs> it's not enough. Not enough. Would, would you, you want blood? I mean. How much would you be willing to pay for an app? It's a good question, isn't it? Uh, are we? Is the NAF charging enough? I mean, I get, like I said, I actually get plastic dice. I can instantly sell for more than that five pounds. Um, I didn't say I did. I'm just saying I could, theoretically. <laughs> is the NAF charging enough? Um, is, should there be a shop selling these, these plastic crack that people want? It's obviously not just the dice as well. Sorry, um, you get the, the token. Um, which, I mean, Stimmy can probably tell you more about the finance side of it, but probably most of that £5 you're paying is, is going on what you're receiving. I think we need to keep in mind, right, so we're not a company, we're a club, we are players associations. I mean, what, so, what is the name? Is it a charity or a...? Say again? Is it's it a charity? It's, is it's it a, a charter. It's a chartered organisation. Okay. I'm just going to nod and pretend I'm smart enough to know what that is, but it's kind of an answer, so I, I shouldn't have asked the question. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that simply, you know, raising the membership fees would, would help in the first place. I think we needed to do that. Well, it would help. I mean, it, I, as I understand economics, if mm. if we gave more money, that would give them more money. Isn't that, isn't that a... Theoretically, Is yeah. it not that simple? Or do you think people would say no? Uh, I think there's going to be an outcry, of course, um, if we raise the fees. I don't think we, right now, we're looking pretty good. We don't have to. Um, I think before we do something like raising the fees, I think we should rather first have a plan what we wanted to do with that money. And but isn't the plan in Afghanistan? Don't we want, isn't, shouldn't NAF be the center for all Blood Bowl? No, we can't do that. I mean, only if it's dropped by GW. Like it's always been the mandate that we pick it up if it's fallen. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's something we want to run with on our own. Like GW could theoretically put a stop to, to the NAF, right? We don't have finances to defend ourselves legally. We couldn't do something like that if we wanted to. It was so we're the, the godparent, not, not the adopted parent. Yeah. We're there for if the parent of James W drops dead, we, right. we take them in and say, there's a place in my shed for you. Exactly right. Okay. No, we do, I think, we do the tournaments, we do everything around tournaments. We offer resources for other stuff. I mean, we have League Finders, we have uh, OVVM, the, the League software. We try to um, update the website with whatever podcasts, links, and then some basic information. So, so be a starting point for new players. But we can't compete with... Uh, whatever, Reddit, Facebook, and all these other sites that uh, like post like a, a gazillion times more content than we can in the same time. We don't want to. But um, when Facebook shuts down, then we're still going to be around. 
Um, and we're going to still support the people. I mean, so are the pyramids, but but how relevant are they to how people live their lives in Egypt today? Uh, see, we're not the pyramids. They're, they're, they're like more the Templars that run the stuff behind that's it. That's your yeah. job. So, yeah, future-proofing the NAF. Uh, it does run on a 21-year-old website. Um, do you feel it's future-proofed? Is it going to hang around? Torplay, you've mentioned that. Isn't that just going to eat you? I can, no. Torplay's on my phone. I can tap things in and it's, you know, it's there. Yeah, and you can now validate your NAF account in Tourplay. And Tourplay TOs can, with one mouse click, export a file that they can upload to the NAF site to transfer all the results. So um, we've been working together with them to set up all these connections. And that's not trivial. That's a, that's a lot of programming involved to do that. That's um, actually pretty cool that they've been able to accomplish that. Now, I'm not saying I have, but were I to be approached by a Kerry Packer figure offering me a lucrative sum to take a, a breakaway set of blood boilers, uh, rebels out into the wild, um, and solely ignoring the NAF, making up our own rule set, we don't care. We're going to have goblins in tier eight. Yeah, they're going to be good again. Um, would, would I at some point incur the NAF's wrath? Do I get excommunicated? Do I get banned? I don't know. This Do I get deleted like from the database? That sounds like something the colonies tried in the 8th century, and it didn't work well as there as well. So Are you I, gonna, I, I mean, it was a serious question on Reddit. Are you, is the NAF going to go to war ever? Would you police your membership to play it the correct way? No. People are free to have their non-NAF tournaments. That's um, the thing. I think, I don't know why... People get so worked up. People can do whatever they want, right? I mean, nobody has to go to a NAF-approved tournament. Nobody has to be a NAF member. I mean, they can. There are lots of tournaments that will let you play without being a NAF member, and the ones that force you, like you were forced into ones. I mean, well, you don't I, have to. I went down to Brighton recently for a lovely, had a lovely time, and I was lucky. All three of the people I, I faced were had been enrolled in the NAF, and so my games counted. I was lucky too. One of my losses was uh, a non-NAF. Member. Right, so so poor Stubacca played a game that didn't exist, that was utterly meaningless and devoid of all value, because the person he played had not been forcibly enrolled in the math. Shouldn't everyone who plays Blood Bowl in a tournament, shouldn't they be in the NAF? Are you not failing if I play a game that isn't against someone that's in the NAF, Stimmy? I think it's it's a uh, see. This is the podcast that asks the tough questions. It's good. This is the, this was a topic that we had a discussion about yeah. right at the very beginning. This Has Chewbacca been let down? He's one of you. Yeah, no, he's he's good. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take him out back later and talk about uh, restructuring his mind about this a little bit. But yeah, I, I think the thing was back then we knew the majority of people playing weren't going to be NAF members, and the majority of games played at tournaments would not be NAF games. And we had to accept that those games would be lost to history and we wouldn't be able to record that. Uh, so we did everything we could and made it as appealing as possible for people to join the NAF at the tournament site so they could play. And it sounds like one of the tactics that was done very early on, which was to have a price for the entry of the tournament, which secretly padded in the price of joining yeah. the NAF, that that that's uh, has continued to this day, which I don't think it's a bad thing. If you don't want to be in the NAF, you just say, I don't want to be, and no one's going to force your name into the roles. 
if you were subvertly entered into the NAF, I would say that's probably a problem. But I, no uh, one asked me. No one asked you. It, no I think that's a problem. Me. Someone yeah, did come over and say, who do you want to be? Oh, like to figure out your name? Yeah, and when I said Richard Burton, they said, no, that is a name that's going to be in, you know, and I, I then gave them my gaming name. I understood what they meant. Yeah. Um, but the, the actual... The, the, the PO's approach to um, signing up NAF members rather than the NAF itself, I think. Um, and obviously, you're going to have hundreds of, of TOs across um, the UK, let alone the, the world, who are all going to have slightly different opinions on whether or not you should be a NAF member to play in their tournament. And if you should be, how are they going to get you to be a NAF member? Um, obviously, some tournaments say exclusively NAF members only uh, when you sign up. Um, others built, like you say, build it into the price. Like um, I think Piper uh, UKTC does that, um, and or just basically takes the, the hit for new members. Uh, and there's other TOs who who don't force you into the to NAF membership at all. Um, so it's, I think it's more the person that, that you dealt with rather than the NAF being heavy-handed. Should the, should I mean, people have the right to demand that that is is made known to them if they're going to a a tournament with renegades who haven't joined the NAF and their games may not exist. What what even is the point of playing if it doesn't change some number in a database? Exactly. I mean, look at baseball, for example. It's a horrible game. Nobody nobody really likes baseball. It's super boring. It's all about stats and numbers. If nobody would record baseball games, I mean, this sport wouldn't exist, right? I mean, I'm kidding. Obviously, there is the, that level of the sort of the, the NAF's debate about the numbers, but, but surely actually just playing the Blood Bowl is the point. It is all right for people to not be in the NAF, isn't it? I, I mean, I'm, I'm Yes, playing. of course. Of course. So, tour play, is it a threat? I mean, is the NAF, does it really serve much of a purpose now? Games Workshop loves us. They've, I spent £10 for three sheets of A4 called the, the Games Workshop Match Play Guide. Hasn't that pretty much taken the NAF's place? Can't you all just you know, chill out, not make the dice? If is, everyone wants to play it, by the, uh, the, the ride Games over. Workshop rules only then uh yeah but one of the things about blood bowl is that tos like to have um a bit of a flavor to their events and and people like to play in, in events which have a slightly different feel to them um uh, and that involves going outside the you know the, the games workshop prescribed way of playing blood bowl um and the naf will review tournament submissions um, and, and try and make sure they don't go too far outside of that remit um, when, at least when it comes to uh, games that are uh, retained on, on your regular ELO. That, I mean, so welcome to you back. We didn't uh, get to your introduction because your, your feed died at the exact moment. Um, you have, as I said, willing, uh, willingly engaged in becoming a sort of regional rep. Uh, yeah, and just exactly. as I was about to joke that you've become the Avon lady, because your job <laughs> is to you know go to events and hand people the dice. Um, yeah. Actually, you've also then just instantly built a huge Discord community around doing that, um, yeah, so and that seem to have brought before, something really. from you know at least after the age of, of Britpop to the concept of Blood Bowl. Um, you know, the 90s were now further ago than the 60s when I was a kid. Amazing. So. 
why have you done that and what is the NAF to you and why have you joined this creaking organisation at a time where surely the, the things like tour play mean we just don't need it anymore? It's done. So the, the NAF part of it came um, after I'd been doing quite a lot of work in uh, building up the community in, in the southeast in general. Um, so sometime last year I started speaking to other um, TOs and commissioners within Kent, which is where we're based, um, just to try and make sure that we're a bit more um, interlinked and, and not planning events too close to each other uh, in terms of the calendar. Um, and then from that we sort of had a, a little mini team tournament within um, within the county. Um, uh, and then this last year we, we've been expanding that. So we now have starting in 2024 um, a tournament series across the southeast. And um, we're accidentally running a uh, quite a large tournament, the, the Kent Team Championship in March. Um, uh, and it's just been based around sort of building links with other TOs and um, commissioners just to try and, um, you know, work, work on um, networking, basically, which is, is something I hated uh, within my real job. But um, within the world of Blood Bowl, you're speaking to people that you, you quite like talking to. So it's, it's, a, it's a much different thing. Um, and then sort of to support that came the, the Discord server where just basically invited everyone that I knew um, just to start sharing links for leagues and, and tournaments. Because one of the things that we found within our, our league is that we'll have someone new joining up and they'll say, oh, I've been looking for a Blood Bowl league for two years and I've only just found you. It's been really difficult to find you. Um, and, and so, you know, I, th I think probably as, as everyone involved in, that, in the NAF um, has at heart it is allowing more people to play more Blood Bowl um, and so like it's, it's just more trying to communicate right here's where leagues are here's where tournaments are go go join in if you want um, we had a couple of users on reddit asking about that that you know the NAF seems to be solely about getting tryhards and toxic elites to head along to tournaments uh, on the back of the hard-earned £5 or $5 donation once a year voluntarily that you don't have to make of people forced to do that. Um, what what are we doing for people that are joining that's new and leaks? Are they relevant? Does anyone care? Um, I care quite a lot because league is probably how I play more of my blood board. I try and make... Um, one tournament but I can't go can. on the NAF site and search up a league to join, can I? There, there is something there, but it probably needs um, a, a bit of work if um, it, if it's to become more universal. So it's it's something that um, Mike Davies, I, I believe, set up on Tableau, um, and it allows league commissioners to sort of self-submit a, um, a a league, um, and then you can sort of search. For it um, in a couple of different ways, I believe, but it's it's obviously only going to include leagues where people have gone to add the league specifically themselves. Um, but so notably, when when you set up your your southeast hub, um, you didn't go to the NAF site and you know crank up the the steam, feed the goblin, stoke it with some coal. Uh, you you used something a little bit more modern. Um, so why? Why aren't we on the forums of the NAF? Why are we on a Discord? 
Um, we've been running our, our league through Discord for a couple of years and found it's just a really useful tool. Um, it, it just allows for lots of different threads going on at, at once um, and quite a lot of people who, who play games, either computer games or, or board games, know how to use it and um, have got the the you know the knowledge and it's downloaded on their phone and and you know it's natural to them um and so it, it just seemed logical to then try using it for the southeast as a whole and um, because it worked so well for our league i know um so i helped d for dan set up one for the midlands which hasn't got quite as much traction as as ours as yet um so it's probably just the fact that I, I post every day because I'm bored. Um, uh, and is this the future for the NAF then? Is it a, the grassroots level localised hubs and platforms bringing people together and ignore the, the, the you know those sat in their ivory towers on their piles of dice money occasionally deciding at their whim what will and will not be deemed Blood Bowl around the world? Um, I don't know. Like, there's... Part of the problem uh, I feel with, with the way Blood Bowl is organised at the moment is, is there's lots of different places you can go to get your information. Yeah. Um, and and what I was trying to should do... I, am I, should I be learning place. tour play? Um, I mean, tour play, we run our league on it. It's, it's brilliant. Um, it allows you to follow along games. You're not able to make a game night and that sort of thing. Um, but... You know, there, there is a lot of disparate places for for you to find out about Blood Bowl. So there's Facebook, there's uh, Talk Fantasy Football, uh, there's a NAF website. Um, and effectively what I've been trying to do is just any time I see something, I, I put it on our Discord or um, TOs can, can put it on there. And, and it's, you know, it, it's going to a group of people who are, are specifically interested in things within that area. Um, I don't know if that sort of approach is scalable, um, but it's been working. Uh, well, I, I feel it's been... I think this is the bit in Dragon's Den where they say yes, but uh, I can't repeat this because it requires a you. Uh, that was my Duncan Ballatine for those that, uh, that didn't catch it's, it. It's maybe not that it requires a me, um, but it's a shark tank near Liminal. That was my <laughs> shark tank. Um, but it it requires, you know, if if we try to expand it so in, include the whole of the UK, there'd be information that is less relevant to the people using it. Um, uh, and obviously, within it at the moment, it, it's basically. The area that the NAF defines as the southeast, um, which is effectively defined by the number of um, regional reps we have, um, and it's it's a, quite a large area. Um, so if more people uh, wanted to be regional reps, they'd end up with smaller and smaller I, bits I would carved be quite out. Happy for, them. for someone to to come and take uh, some place of it. I mean, because I'm. It's very much Baltimore in the nineties, isn't it? It's what street corners you can defend and work effectively. Um. And I'm, I'm aware some of the information will be less relevant um, to, to some people, but it, it's largely relevant to a number sure. of the people. Um, so so if, if you try to replicate that, it wouldn't work. But I don't know what an ideal solution w would be. It, are there threats to the NAF? Uh, is it all right? Do I need to worry about the NAF into the future? 
What do we all think on that? Stibby? I think I think if the NAF doesn't modernize uh, and and soon, I think it's going to end up being something where online play with the with the video game is going to end up taking over. Uh, I suspect, um, you know, we need to find a way to get this on people's phones so that they can have the, like a tour play type of uh, NAF app. I think that needs to be done for the tournaments. Like I, I can imagine a situation where at the the World Cup, everybody would have had this app on their phone and been able to report immediately, and we wouldn't have had to have waited uh, halfway into the next game to find out where we were ranked again. Like that, that kind of thing shouldn't be happening. We're we're living in 2023. It should just be automatically coming up on our phones and getting entered in correctly. Um, I think there's a space for this, and I think there's probably people listening to this right now that would really like to uh, contribute um, just as a, as a way to get people enticed into this. Krister, who, who programmed the initial site, has done quite well uh, by being able to show both the, the, t, uh, the uh, Fumble and the NAF site as work that he created. So this is something where you can get your leg in the door make something significant for the community and you can then uh, use that as a way to get into jobs that maybe uh, you wouldn't be able to get into otherwise but uh, I mean, it's I, just this, i don't see a realistic way unless we're prepared to charge big chunks of money or you know manufactured dice just at a level that has never been seen in the world of men that, i think that it's we're possible going to be able to, to pay app, people to make an app yeah no but you could sell the app if you sold the app for 10 10 pounds lots of people would pay for that just to be able to have access to it instead of being but what you was doing coming in my wallet man I, I ain't got no money yeah you're playing you're playing blood bowl uh you can't say you're not you're not uh capable of paying for a ten dollar app if you're paid 60 pounds for a team right stimmy charge me more money make me an app Think he's frozen? I'm terrified him into being frozen. Yeah. Um, Stubacker, should we be charging more money making an app? I don't know how well that would go down. Um, yeah. um, but having an app, um, I mean, obviously, users don't pay for tour play. Um, TOs don't pay for tour play. Um, so having something. I, I mean, I have no idea how they make the money. There must be laser leagues going on. Um, so, but but having something similar would definitely feel um, like Neil Limerick said, saying more modern, um, and presumably it would cut down on the amount of time that um, people such as Stimmy have to spend correcting results that don't get uploaded correctly. Um, you know, it's, if the World Cup was using this um, fictional app, the results would have been up the next day. So there had been hundreds of users on Discord who um, got bored because they couldn't ask when the results were coming through because it was automatic. And, and that's the sort of thing that in a modern world you do feel should potentially be the, the, the way forward. Um, but like Stimmy was saying, it's... You know, it's resource. Um, res resources is the bottleneck here. You need people who know how to do it, who want to do it, and have the time to do it. 
Um, personally, I have not got the skills. I, I would probably be able to um, dedicate the time to it, but unless you want the, the site on GeoCities, I, I, I can't really contribute too much. <laughs> but I mean, can, can we ever, I mean, is it realistic to expect the NAV to become something that can keep up with how one would expect a modern app to develop isn't i mean bb jocks just said in the chat I, I think i sort of agree isn't the correct way forward to sell your soul to you know capitalism and partner with something that's making money and that can see you as something that might help it make money isn't that how the world works at the moment shouldn't, shouldn't we the naf do that oh you get your hands out of my wallet and go and pick someone else's it's um, it's probably a good idea so like um obviously i i have no say in this sort of thing but to, to partner with torplay for example um, which seems to be the the one that most people use um might be the way forward i don't know what the naf could offer in terms of the partnership that the torplay would want from us um other than persuading more tos to use it i guess um but but like i said earlier they don't charge tos for it they only charge lead commissioners so um, whether that would work when the NAF... Um, yeah, but McDonald's gets money on their kids' fun. party, but they gain customers for life, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's ways. Once you start getting the salt into those kids, they're coming back. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. I think it's a situation where um, the NAF has a bunch of dedicated players who are an audience waiting to be uh, exploited by capitalism, as you put it. And I think any any company, uh, Torplay specifically, would love to have access to everybody uh, in that system. So I, I could see it as a big win for Torplay if they were to offer to partner up. So shouldn't the NAF just exist and indeed be rich by selling my data? Shouldn't it use me as the resource that I am? Shouldn't I be the product, not DICE? That's a tricky question. I don't know that uh, membership would be happy with that, right? Like it wasn't part of the initial initial plan uh, in starting the NAF to make it a, a corporate entity that it would somehow make a profit. It was never supposed to make a profit. But then it could do great things with that. I mean, one of the people did say, "Why am I paying this this huge annual stipend, uh, this tithe upon my wealth?" Uh, just so that other people can go to the World Cup. Doesn't the NAF do that? Doesn't it support the giddy yeah, but like lifestyle you said, the of Blood Bowl's elite? money can be made back just by selling the dice. Like you're, you're not really investing that much in it when you think about it uh, in that way. Uh, even if you're paying every year, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not out that money because you just sit on that for another year and it's going to be worth something. Uh, I, I think... Uh, the the NAF could charge slightly more than it does, and I don't think anybody in the in the world would blink too much. And I think that that would puff up the coffers enough to be able to pay someone to to write an app or to create a, a, a link over to another app that already exists. Um, Sorry, thinking you were back, Stimmy. I did just want to quickly pop that myth. Someone asked if their you know huge five pounds a year um, was actually going on. Funding the lifestyle of Blood Bowl's elite, swanning it up at the World Cup. Does the NAF subsidize that? We don't subsidize the World Cup in the sense that we pay them, but in the past we have um, lent money to the World Cup organizers to close gaps or if there were some upfront payments they had to do or so. But then money gets, uh, we get it back. So you ensure that a World Cup happens? 
but you're not that's like uh, I mean, all you know, the you're buying Andy Davo's ticket. That's one thing. So basically, I mean, if you've read the charter carefully, then this is one of the uh, I think item five or six in our NAF charter that Andy Davo gets a ticket for the World yeah. Cup. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. We knew we knew way back then that he was going to be involved too. Which, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. We talked to his mom long before he was perceived. Exactly. Anywho, um, I just want to make one more comment um, about apps. And I, I think the NAF and Blood Bowl, like lots of other um, others, we, we some of them this fracture, right? That we have lots of sites. Uh, we have whatever, Facebook and, and X, formerly known as Twitter, and we have Discords, and we have the NAF site and forums, and we have Instagram. We have uh, who knows what, and the information is all over the place. And I think it's challenging to to unite all of that. Then there are sites like Tour Play that you've mentioned that are more for organizing leagues and, and tournament play. And I think, I mean, we, we see it every time we want to get information out. It has to be posted on five different sites. When you advertise yeah. for your show, you post Absolutely. it on five different sites. I have it to go to Facebook again, you know, wiping the cobwebs off my, myself as I go. Hmm. I search for it on Yahoo because I feel it's fitting to go back in time that way. Um, it, it, is, it is bewildering. What I mean, I, I think the NAF is quite an important thing in some ways, but I, I was forced to join it. And I'm I'm inherently not a joiner. So it, my instant instinct, my, my back was up slightly of I, what I've been put in a club. Why am I in a club? I, you know, so I would never want to be a member of a club that would want me in that badly. They forced me into it. So... Mm -hmm. How do how do we sell people? Because some people do listen to this on the idea that, that the NAF is actually a net positive for them, whether they are joiners inherently or not. I so think other before, than just somewhere they can go and look at a number. What if that weirdly, if they're a human that doesn't think going on a website and looking at a number that may have gone up by a few numbers or down by a few numbers is just the best thing they can do with their life? What what else is the NAF for? I think it's about all networking and bringing people together. Right. As I mentioned before, if I, if I was not in the NAF, if the NAF didn't exist, if there was no central organization for keeping track of blah, blah I would have probably played a few blood ball games back in Canada. I might have gone to a local tournament. I would have moved to Germany, and that would have been the end of it. I would not be sitting talking with some crazy dudes in the UK and who knows where. I would have never met you guys. Um, I think blood ball brought us together, but it was an organization like the NAF that facilitated that. And without that, it, there would be small blood pill activities all over the place, but nobody would travel to, you wouldn't travel to a tournament in Spain if it wasn't through the NAF, right? Maybe you read about it in this Facebook, but would you really go there? You have no idea how. Do they even speak English there? I mean, how are they playing blood pill? Maybe they play whatever, like uh, uh, sideways instead of long ways. Maybe use Monsters. different minutes. Maybe they play with 15 minutes. Who knows what? We don't know that. I mean, um, but... The NAF exists, uh, and whether you play a game at a Lithuanian blood bowl tournament, tournament in the US, tournament in the UK, yeah. it's going to be very, very similar. So you know what to expect. If you are if you are listening or watching, and you are Spanish, I'm sorry for Stimmy's torrent of racist abuse, and I'm sure you play blood bowl very, very well indeed. It's only racist if it's uh, not true. Okay, so forget that. Scratch it. I, I've seen how the <laughs> Spanish play. I think even if like obviously quite a lot of people care about the stats on. Um, on the, on the website, uh, but I think even if you don't, uh, an event being a NAF event brings in people who do. So it just means there's there's more people coming to that event just because right. some people um, 
you know, are, are really keen on, on making sure their numbers go higher. Should it be something tournament organisers are still being more encouraged to do? Is it? Should we bring in back in that idea of look, really, let's try and get everyone that plays in the NAF. Let's let's make it all of us. One of us. One of us. I think originally the idea was that uh, that you wanted to get people in because they'd want to be in. Yeah. I don't think forcing people was ever part of the plan. I don't think. I I am a little bit. Curious. What, what, do we know what percentage of of games don't end up existing because of that? Yeah, I think I it's know. very few. I think we've had very few non-NAV members playing in NAV tournaments. I also should maybe, I know most of the listeners or people watching are familiar with the NAV, but the minimum requirement for joining the NAV is a valid email address. We don't even we don't even want to know your name. Um, you just need an email address to be log, able to log into your account. We there is no real names required. Your real name will not be posted anywhere. We don't need addresses. We don't need anything. You just need an email address, and this could be something completely made up, of course, as well, right? So, but also, you're really my giving money, away I, very I still, little bit. If I'm going to a NAF tournament, I still have to give you money as well as a fake email address. Yes, the money needs to be real, but the email address not. So um, that's our minimum requirements, and it's very little, right? I mean, and you can even like step out. It is very little, but I'm a moralistic person. On the mere idea that you want my money, doesn't that make you a bad person? If I play, if I play something, you know, even worse as a game like Mordheim, no one's going to ask me for money. I'm not going to get the shakedown. Uh, does Mordheim have tournaments? Don't you, don't you come dazzling me with your fancy social life? <laughs> I, I wonder if the if Mordheim had gotten um, a tournament support structure like the NAF, maybe it would be bigger. I I personally thought Mordheim was going to be a great game, and then the support for it fell away. I suspect that's what Jervis didn't want to have happen to Blood Bowl. Right. Okay, so I mean, perhaps the NAF is a price we all have to pay. Uh... But it, it, it does feel like it's slightly out of date. What can we do if we're not going to be able to raise money, if we're not going to have an app? Do we just have to hope something like Torplay thinks we're valuable enough as an asset, as a, as a, a stamp of approval that they make it relevant to the modern world? It's a organization, and you, you, your listeners, if they have the skill, they need to step up and make an app. We need the players to participate. Nobody's getting paid for this. I was the first president and I didn't have a salary. I'm sure Stimmy isn't getting any money at the moment. No one is getting paid for this. We're doing it because we love the game. Right. We're doing it because we think it's a it's an amazing way to meet cool people. If someone in the audience Do we have the wrong nerds have, coming forward? Yeah, bring out bring out the nerds. Yeah. I think it's always difficult to uh, to get people to volunteer for stuff. Um so sort of as Stimmy was saying early, you get people volunteer and, and the um you know then then it might drop off later um and i'm fairly sure that the same is, is um true for pretty much all, all roles because when i um when i messaged Timmy to say oh i'm interested in the um you know being the, the regional coordinator for the southeast he's like right you're in um because I'm, I'm guessing i might be the first person to apply in, in about five years um yeah but uh, in a strong field you know, of one you were chosen yeah i know well, it makes me <laughs> Well, it's not exactly how it works. There was also a horse head involved. 
but yeah. still. Uh, but um, but getting getting people to volunteer for for anything, you know, not not even the NAF for other things that um, you know I, I've done in life for volunteer organisations. It's always difficult to get people to to put their time and, and energy into things. Quite often, they're happy to accept the the end result. You know, going along to an app tournament and and having your results all logged and getting your dice and everything, but getting people to to agree to put in a little bit more effort to um, to make it all work is the trickier bit. Um, as Purple Goo said the other day, you know, people have something wrong to in their brain to offer to put themselves forward, but he's he's really glad that some people do have that thing wrong with their brain. Um, yeah. Uh, and, so there you, you are, know, the, the call goes out. If there's something wrong with your brain, come along and help the NAF. Uh, so I, I a... do agree, though. You see, I, I do agree Steve. with the sentiment. I mean, we're, we're successful, right? We're growing. We're probably going to be 40,000 members next year. So that's quite a decent number. And we need a bit more Is that like the Catholic Church, where you just count everyone that you've ever stamped because they've been to a tournament with your number? Or is that active members? These, uh, it's a bit like the Catholic Church. Okay. Good. Just get um, honesty in all things. Although it's easier to get out of the Catholic Church than the math. But yeah. still. Um, <laughs> so we're getting bigger. And, and, and I think we and, and we are doing stuff. For example, um, we have volunteers that are shipping the gifts, right? Because, as you know, you can get the gift in person at a tournament if a rep is there. But uh, there are lots of people that are signing up through the, or extending through the website. And this By volunteers, do we mean children in a sweatshop? Have I uncovered yes. a monster? Yes, uh, it's, it's um, like us in a sweatshop. It's actually goblins, yeah. Like us, it's like us in a, in a sweater. Like um, so children in a sweatshop, it's like us in a sweater. So, uh, so people like like us doing that, and it's just getting too much for many of them. And we we cannot just burn through all our membership directors because they've been shipping like hundreds of gifts each month. So, so there now we uh, basically hired a company to do it for us. And, uh, we just started it, and it seems to work well. Um, and we might have to take similar steps. Elsewhere. But we still need volunteers to coordinate that. Like even, let's say we do the website, we do the app. I mean, I cannot just like write to a company and say, hey, please do this for me. On our side, we also need people that invest time and, and do project lead activities and all these kind of things. So we still need volunteers. It would need to be focus we, groups, wouldn't it? Even if we take your five quid and you do, go you, to you a, bro Well, I mean, nowadays, of course, yeah. it turns out, I've only just realized this, I voluntarily give you five pounds a year. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, the time will come where I have to consider if I consider that value again. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to get to vote in January. Why should I give a shit? All the reasons. There's a general question for every vote and every election. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't believe in voting. I mean, there's going to be a president of NAF. Why should that matter to me? What would change if, if it was. Person a, let, person let's B. let's imagine for a moment that the that you really wanted an app and you thought an app would be useful. You could use it in your own tournaments. You could do it for your own league. Some kind of app to keep track of things. If you thought that was important, then you could vote for the person who was saying that they wanted to make that happen. As a member of the NAF, you have the right and probably the responsibility to make sure that the NAF is going in the direction you want it to go. So I think if you want to vote. Or you're thinking about why you want to vote the reason is because you get to determine what the NAF does I mean maybe you think the NAF should be free uh, I think there's probably somebody that's going to run for president that's going to say they're going to do that somehow magically make everything advertiser based or whatever 
the point that does is, seem to be how one wins becoming a president now in, in any is, form. It is about how that it's works, just yeah. promised things you have absolutely no concept of how to make real. Exactly right. Um, and so people that's, will that's think, yeah, I vote. like the sound but of that too, let's that, do that. That that person ends up as president, you should vote, right? So, uh, yeah, find out who's running. Go look at the forums there where they talk about how that's being run and, and participate. I mean, the most important thing to remember is, again, this isn't GW. We're not making money off of this. It's never been about the money. It's always been about loving the game. So, And you can do that joyful thing of picking the one with the obviously and joyfully definitely can't happen agenda and saying, yes, I want that to happen. Yeah, well, you, you, you can cast your vote how you wish, right? That's, uh, that's part of that, the... That's the fun of democracy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I slightly evilly kind of hope Trump wins again. Just because you know, <laughs> I'm old and the world's already ruined, so why not go out laughing? Yeah. Um, okay, so are you going to vote, Stu? Does it matter? Should we all be thinking about it? Um, I've voted in every election since I was old enough to vote because I feel it's very important to make your opinions known. Even um, if in the area where I live, um, one party gets over 50% every time uh, and you're voting for the other person, I feel it's still important to, to register your interest um, and your dislike for the current system. Um, uh, and, you know, I probably care more about blood ball than I do about politics, so I'm definitely going to vote. Um, uh, obviously, I'll read through the... Um, you know the proposals from from each of the uh, candidates, and and then look to see what most fits where I feel Bloodball should be. Um, and uh, I didn't actually vote in the last election because I wasn't um, as heavily involved in Bloodball at the time. But I've I've gone back um, today, whilst uh, Paw Patrol was on the telly, um, reading through. Uh, you know the proposals from some of the, the candidates, and and you can see there's quite a lot of um, difference in in some of the approaches that people take, um, and I I feel they probably will um, define you know how how Blood Bowl go, goes in the next couple of years. We're a, we're a Dockman Stuffins family here, um, Paw Patrol, <laughs> never. So voting, it's not about electing a person. It gives you the right to complain. Right. Because if you didn't vote, you can't complain. Yeah, you, if you've got to be taking part before you say, you're not giving me exactly what I want. Hmm. And you should in some way have expressed what you want to express, have to feel you've any justification for expecting all of what you want. Um, but why is it going to affect me? I just, I go to a tournament. Why should, why should any of this? I just want to go to a tournament place in Blood Bowl. You want an app as well, though. Do we? I mean, do we need the NAF what going forward? We've got the match play guy. We've got tour play. Um, the NAF got us through the tough years, but, you know, my Nam got me through being a teenager. Um, I don't necessarily need her around now. Um, what? What? Why should the NAF have a future, guys? So who runs tour play? Let me ask you a counter question. Who runs tour play? I, I don't know. Some, some who so, runs anything. I don't even know how my cooker makes things hot. Don't, but don't if that person gets hit by a truck tomorrow, then Tuple is gone. All right. the data with it and everything. I mean, if, if he, whatever, I don't know, falls in love with a Costa Rican girl and moves to Costa Rica and becomes a yeah. farmer, then Tuple is gone. And with it, every data, if, if they pull the plug tomorrow, there's no Tuple anymore. Are you, are you Blood Bowl's seed bank? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're the equivalent of the, the seed bank in uh, the Arctic uh, uh, circle. Exactly. 
we're preserving not only not only statistics, but we also took semen from you when you signed up for the map. So if all the blood bowlers die, we can create a new generation. We can clone a new Andy Davo to lead us through the dark times and into a new civilization dawn where blood no, bowlers rightly used to decide everything in society. We need a redundancy. If a giant meteor hits the tour play server, then we make, want to make sure that the data survives uh, on our NAV computer, which still sits in Neo's uh, basement. But the NAV um, does have that opportunity. It could try and seize Bud Blood Bowl. Um, I mean, well, we do collaborate with, with tour play, right? I think it's, it's, a, very, it's a very nice collaboration. Uh, they're nice, fancy. They're easy to use for new starters. Uh, they're great for organizing tournaments. Um, and they're fully supported by us and they fully support us. So I think it's a, it's a nice example how we have a third party um, collaborating with us and making sure that tournaments are organized and the data is being um, stored also in the NAF records. What we were saying whilst you were um, you know, living in a country that doesn't have good internet, um, no. we were saying, is that the future? Because the, the NAF is never going to realistically afford to be able to have an app that keeps bang up to date and has multiple people programming it. So is the future the NAF, you know, renting itself out for the loss of its privileges on its data to an organization that would like the data on a bunch of nerds and what they do and like, uh, and wants the NAF stamp of approval in order to marketize and monetize their desire for things in a more effective way? I.e., should there be more partnerships with private companies? Um, I would like us to stand on our own. Um, I would like us. I mean, we've done it before. It's been 20 years, but uh, I think we can do it again and uh, update the site, um, like bring it into a new level, and then maybe have peace for five to 10 years again. I think it's doable. Um, I do think we should work together with relevant partners, like we're doing with TruePlay, like we're doing with Fumble. Um, we're never going to sell our data and stuff. Companies. Um, that's not an option. I don't think that's something that we want to do with the people. You sure? I have that, a deeply evil brother-in-law who has a business in China renting electric scooters. And it's profitable, but the real money is in the data. He tracks everywhere they go. Huh. Could you not sell really... Blood Bowl data to someone? God, I hope not. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's not very valuable data. Damn. I mean... How, how I would you'd... imagine if you want to sell data, there's, there's much better places to go for a mm. much larger um, amount of data. Like 40,000 pe uh, people in the NAF database, you know, from a blood ball point of view, that's that's awesome. But from uh, sending spam emails to population, you probably want millions. Yeah. Um, Andy Davo has joined us in the chat. Thank you, Andy. Uh, yes, we've, uh, we've already asked, couldn't the tour play just eat the NAF? And Stimmy's point was that if Torplay, because it's a company, gets shut down or uh, an asteroid hits it, that, that uh, we are the, the seed bank for Blood Bowl. Um, also, I sold Andy Davis data. Sorry? Yes, I sold Andy Davis data. We were and he's got your data and he's <laughs> specifically sold your data to the many, many companies that want it, uh, as well as possibly your DNA. We, we have slightly covered a couple of those areas. Um, I'm just going to repeat this piece because I, I think it's applicable here. But I, at the beginning of this 20 years ago, I wanted every game to be tracked. Yeah. I would love if the video game 
was updating the NAF, uh, the NAF ratings, and I wish the tournament play could be updating on the NAF. This is the, we're, again, we're living in an age where everyone's got a computer in their pocket. We shouldn't, this shouldn't be a hard thing to accomplish. We should be able to move everything forward and, and make this happen. But doesn't that make you the China of Blood Bowl? Uh, shouldn't I be free to have my liberty and my freedom from the oppression Again, of up, up being that wish. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that it's mandatory. I'm saying that it's possible. And I think anyone who's a member of the NAF and wants to be a member of the NAF would, should want every game that can be recorded to go into the database. And it's got to have a smaller uh, K value, and that's a technical term, but a smaller amount of change for things like a league play or playing people multiple times, that's got to be taken into account. But, but the fact that, uh, that so many games are being played on the local league level and aren't being recorded, I think is a travesty. We, we should be recording that information. We should have track of that, and it should have some effect. Is that so that when you go and look at your number and it's moved, it's a more accurate move and you feel better about the move in your number? I think that's, yeah, exactly right. When we first made the ELO system, nobody else except for chess was using ELO. No one understood even what, so Glico, which is an even more accurate system, we implemented, or uh, uh, Christer implemented Glico. And this is a much more accurate system, And but as a stats geek, it's interesting and curious. Mm -hmm. But nobody else was doing that. This We were on the cutting edge of technology when the NAF site started. That was in part because we were all geeks. We were all technical geeks who met online. And I feel like that banner needs to be carried forward again because I feel like there's uh, ground to be broken and having all of the, everyone's phone is now probably carrying around an AI assistant that you could just take a picture of the board and it would figure out what's going on. Like we're really close to having something that everybody's got a way to just record every game. And why aren't we doing that? Is it because of personal freedom? No, it's not. It's not a, it's not a choice thing. It's uh, everyone should be able to opt in or opt out. I'm not suggesting we track every single game and we have like tracking systems inside the figures. I'm All I'm saying is that uh, if people want to track their NAF games, we should just be able to do that. I suspect you're a man that if there was a secret Santa and you ended up being given a spreadsheet, you'd be very happy. I wouldn't mind, but uh, I'm more of a, a neural network guy myself. Is that spreadsheets for even smarter people in the future? It Something sounds, sounds like, like it is. Yeah. God. I think me and my daughter are in leather coats and heading for the desert any minute. Um... Well, wow. so the NAF, it, it it sounds like it is going to creak on doing what it's doing. Um, there is no NAF under rock around the corner. We're not going to be up on the shores of nowhere. Um, so do you think, PC, do you think your life is better with or without the NAF? I was, I was asking myself that because, like I said, it wasn't my choice. And I am deeply an iconoclastic person. I don't like that. I would never have joined it. Just given the, the random choice, I'd have said no because everyone else I knew had said yes. Just as a default setting. That's a default. Until proven wrong, and then I might have joined. Has it been better for my life? I don't go and look at the number. It doesn't... I'm not interested. But the fact that I, I have a couple of times gone and looked at the names of who I've played in tournaments to try and remember, because I have no functional memory. 
So it's yes, I guess it has been better for my life. Has it been worth a fiver that I didn't actually pay because my ticket was the same price as someone else's? Yes. Um, so I, I guess I'm sort of all right with it. But it, there are aspects of it that I have always felt were a bit shadowy and a bit beyond my ken as to why it was there. And yet I absolutely respect its place in the history of Blood Bowl and that for 10 years we would have no Blood Bowl without it. And now, weirdly, we would have no slam without it. So now it's making rules. Um, that's a bit intimidating, isn't it? Oh, they are very intimidating. With all the leaping and stuff. Well, I mean, um, if you've just decided something that isn't in the rules is now in the rules, where's the limit to what the NAF can and can't do? <laughs> maybe, maybe to give some background info. So, SLAN, we encourage TOs to include SLAN as an option, but they don't have to. So you're completely free to say, I hate frogs. I don't want them in my tournament. They I've had large organizations that. say to me before, you can do this if you want, but you don't have to. And we all know what it means. Well, no, we do have some people like Stu sitting around. So if you decide not to allow them... Yeah, you send the heavies around. Yeah, <laughs> you send the heavies in. But the uh, officially, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly kidding, but I want to ask about it seriously. Is, is the NAF going to start making rules now? Uh, no. As long as DW is in there and setting up rules and is being active, we are not going to be the ones setting up counter rules and producing some schism. If I've got a slantine, should I be worried? Is there a, a sword of Damocles hanging over their head? I don't Someone see... up in the review and... Um... So I don't I don't think we've mentioned the, the NAF review, which um, is an annual process. I believe Stimmy over, oversees it, where um, we look at where you decide what is and isn't blood bowl. Um, it's it's where any any NAF related issues are brought up. So people have um, um, isn't that what I said? But sounded less scary. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's not just within the game itself. It's, it's within the NAF organisation and. Um, how we should treat people that um, have been um, offensive or found cheating at tournaments, that sort of thing. Um, what sort of roles the NAF should should be doing. And, and one of the questions was, um, uh, so, so myself and, and other regional reps basically canvassed for opinions and, and shared them. And one of the opinions that was shared was, um, will SLAN still exist? And the general consensus from... Pretty much everyone was, yeah, they bring something to the game that isn't within the game. So Yeah, a unless, team that isn't unless, real and doesn't exist. Yeah, um, but they were they were in um, Blood Bowl 2, Blood Bowl 1, one of the... One of the but they the, were in the first edition, yeah, in the Death um, Zoning expansion. Um, uh, and so, you know, they, they bring something that isn't in the game. Yeah. And unless Games Workshop do uh, something like they did with Imperial and Ability, which basically replaced Bretonians. I, I don't think that they're, they're going to be going anytime soon. Which and is I'll, annoying because I hate playing against them. Yeah, it, it, is there? Are we? Is is the NAF hooked up with Games Workshop enough that they are sort of going? Yeah, it's all right. You can keep them alive, and we'll we'll kill them, and it'll all work out. Or is the NAF just forging its own path? Are you mates with with Games Workshop, Stimmy? Does it all? Not as much as I'd like to. I would love to have closer communication channels. Um, there is some communication going on, but not on a very solid basis. Recently, we started interacting more with the makers BB3, who themselves 
work closely, of course, with Games Workshop. So that's nice. So they were the ones that approached us, whether we would like to have like a NAF-approved tournament because they wanted to set that up. Um, but yeah, I would fancy having um, more direct and, and, and more frequent communications with Games Workshop. So, but the NAF had a big World Cup with 2,400 people there rolling dice. Um, and, and I think no that was also. Workshop. I think that's also what put us more than um, in the limelight. I think that's why also we were approached by the makers of BB3 because they realized, okay, that's actually quite a big pool of people. Yeah, I mean, is that exciting for the NAF? We've got a, a video game that is is stuttering and failing and dying, but the tabletop scene never seemed more vibrant to me, and that's. That seems to be mostly where you guys live, despite those, you know, those hookups with both Torplay and Fumble. That, you know, that NAF logo and insignia and DNA and squid-like tentacles, running yet further through the fetid body that is the world of Blood Bowl. Um, is it? Are we at the point where we, the Games Workshop, are going to feel threatened by you? I mean, they did bring out the matched play guide. Do you think that was a shot across the bows? I think, I definitely think that it was a realization there is, that there is a, a big tabletop tournament scene going on. Right. And if you look at it, it, it was, I mean, they picked up a lot of things that are standard at NAF tournaments, right? I mean, that um, the tier system, others, uh, like established uh, mechanisms. So I think it was some kind of acknowledgement that the NAF and the tabletop scene thrives and exists. Should that be a worry? No. Well, who should be worried, them or us? Well, because, I mean, they won't let third-party miniatures come to tournaments, and the NAF, you know, seem to have plenty of third-party miniature company support it's, at the NAF World Cup. Only, um, they, they only don't allow that if it's on their premises or, or their, um, you know, their, their event. They're quite, you know, I, I don't see that there's any way for them to enforce... Um, you know, if I hire a hall somewhere, there's no way that they can enforce that it's only GW minis that are used. We're not facing the miniature police coming around and smashing my um, my set of pingus halfway through the game. Um, maybe not. Maybe not them. I, I, I'm fairly sure I know someone who would. But um, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I'm now thinking that Paw Patrol, Kemry uh, based around Paw Patrol. I think that's that's got to be in the future. Maybe for a a Thrud Bowl auction. Um, we, when we reach the end of the show, what I tend to do, because smarter people than me suggested this to me, is go around and ask everyone what I should have asked them but haven't so far. Um, so have a think about that. What haven't we said about the NAF, about how it was founded, what it was supposed to be doing, what it should perhaps be looking to do in the future, what threats it faces, why people should care, why they should be involved, why with the, the big one, the, the chairman, um, who, as most things, does absolutely nothing but is responsible for sort of setting policy and direction and the the ethos which will guide the NAF for the next couple of years. That one's coming up in January. So there's a genuine chance to sort of set that agenda, to decide who's who's setting the rudder and the course and, and making everyone dance to their tune. Um, if you think that's important, that you know you could get involved in that, you could stand for it, you could certainly read what the people standing for it say and decide which way you pledge your vote. Um, if you've ever played Tablon or Tabletop at all, you're probably a NAF member. You may not know it, but you probably are, um, because it used to be just something that happened to us all. Increasingly, it's got a bit more, something that some TOs um, sign everyone up for, some don't. So 
some local reps will come up and regale you with the happy tales of friendship, camaraderie and sexy plastic dice. Other ones will just ask if you want to join, and if you say no, they'll go back to whatever they were doing beforehand. So it, it really can be very fractured, can't it? Uh, Stu Backer, you are such a local rep. Um, how have you found it? Is it something you would recommend to others? And what haven't we talked about to do with the NAF so far this evening that you think we should? Um, so I, I found it quite an enjoyable uh, and interesting experience. It, it's been nice to sort of be slightly privy to some of the inner workings of, of how it works and, and understanding what's, what's going on and why it's... Um, why it's doing certain things um and I, I would definitely recommend it for anyone who who is interested in you know being being a, a part of the community um and, and you know you get to speak to more people quite a lot of what you do is um you know dice dealing um trophy distribution um just chatting to people and some of it's problem solving um most of the problems involve going to Stimmy and asking him what I do, um, and getting him to fix something. But it's it's if, if you if you have any interest in being part of the community and, and you know helping it grow and, and keep it running, I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, and in terms of anything we've not spoken about, I, I think from um, you know just reading some of the comments on uh, on Reddit earlier this week, it, it's it seems that people don't entirely understand what the NAF is doing. So hopefully, you know, over the last hour or so, we've we've tried to explain it. But if you do have any questions, I, I would recommend rather than just posting randomly on the internet, which is um, what people tend to do, um, actually speaking to someone who is a bit more involved, um, who might be able to give you a direct answer. Look, life is short. I want to spend as much of it as I can arguing with random people on the internet. I, I know what is best in life. Very fair, but My children can the internet themselves. is actually designed for cat pictures. Funny cat pictures is what the internet's for. Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, I, I doing it well. I, I has cheeseburgers is still the first place I go every day, uh, and long may it remain that way. Stimmy, what haven't we talked about to do with the NAF? What from on high in the salted towers, where Blood Bowl is, its throbbing balls are in your very hands. Um, what can you tell us about the NAF that we have yet to talk about? I think we covered a lot of ground, but I think what I would like to emphasize is that some people say, yeah, the NAF, obviously the money-grabbing um, organization. Some people did, did actually Dyson. say exactly that, yes. I think you mentioned it once or twice today. Um, it's just Dyson stats, but I think, yeah, we need to recall. So it's it's a players association. It's, yeah. it's a group of volunteers. And I think it's something that brought us all together. And I would not be talking to you guys tonight if it wasn't. For the NAF, and I wouldn't have met like people from all over the world. I wouldn't have flown to Alicante um, to lose three games on day two in some random game. Um, all of this would not have happened. And I know, I mean, it is Blood Bowl that brought us together, but it's the NAF that has been there for two decades and and kept the hobby alive. And and um, yeah, I think it's continuing to bring people together from all over the place. And that for just five bucks, one-time fee. Or five pounds, which is still slightly more. Yeah. Oh, get ripped off. It's, it's Treasure Island, the UK, to you Europeans. That's why we did Brexit. It's things like that. Uh, Neil Liminal, we started with you. We will end with you. It's the NAF. You, you were there when it began, as I said. Uh, the, the, 
I'm not going to use a religious reference or I'm going to alienate people at this time uh, with everything all over the world. I'm not sure that's something I should do. So let's say the great flying spaghetti monster of Blood Bowl met you on a mountain and told you, go forth, create the naff for me in my name. Um, when he looks down upon us, Jarvis, uh, would he see what you have done and think it is good? I have to think so. I mean, uh, we started this uh, 20 some years ago and like we were happy to get a tournament with 10 people in it um, and to uh, walk into Alicante this year and see a giant convention center filled with two and a half thousand people all wanting to play Blood Bowl and cheering and joyful. Uh, I, I don't know. I just it it brought me to an emotional level that I didn't expect to happen because uh, again, like you, you don't know when you start something like this, like it, we, we dreamed of hundred person tournaments and we joked about a thousand person tournaments, but to come back to the game and see it very mature and very healthy uh, brought me so much joy. So I think Jervis, has to be thinking that this was a good thing that he did yeah and as it heads forward as i say that there is such opportunity there's such growth in tabletop gaming right now can the naf really stay relevant does it really have a big future at the core of what we do as part of blood Bowl? i think so i think that we're gonna see the naf um edge into the territories that it's a little bit shaky to get into at the moment i think um, I would love to see the membership money going towards modernizing the websites and modernizing the way that we're tracking games and to create an app. I think someone listening to this right now is going to get inspired and ask one of the members here to like find out how they can become involved and how they can make a difference in the way that the NAF is run and that this will make the entire community better. Are you trying to take away my dice? Not at all. I need my dice. Yeah, you'll, um, you'll keep your dice. I've only got 12 pairs of, of NAF dice. I need, <laughs> I need 13 in case I need to do 13 different rolls in a turn, obviously. Yeah. obviously. We're going to take away your Paw Patrol themed Camry team. No. <laughs> See, I knew the NAF was evil. Um, I was forced to join to the NAF. I, I've been thinking about that question before the podcast, but also since I was asked it on the podcast. What's it meant to me? Would my life be better without it? I got really, really lucky in the last 18 months before I went to the World Cup. At the World Cup, I was deeply found out and exposed as the fraud that I am. But I'd had a reasonable run with Dark Elves. And someone pointed it out to me, I didn't realise until Andy Davo lied and said I was ranked top 50th in the world for blood for Dark Elves or something. And I went and checked, and it turns out I was, which was amazeballs. Um, and then I added it all up and there was a game missing. And in this great run of ridiculously good dice that I will never see repeated in my life, there's one game I had against one person that, that doesn't exist. It wasn't a NAF game. It turns out I just utterly wasted those two hours playing a kid's board game and a little number in a database didn't change because of it. This is the saddest How is that? I know. How was that allowed to happen? How do I live in a world where it was only 28 games unbeaten when I know in my heart it was 29? Um, and no one cares 
No one's said anything. No one's done anything about it. There's no VAR for that. No one's gone and found that person and made them admit it happened and signed them up to the NAF. Well, we can still fix it. Do you know that person? No, I don't. I don't. I've I've looked and I haven't got the sheet. It's gone. (laughs) I've accepted it's gone, but it's gone. Did you write down the license plate? So, look, I'm, I'm, look, people should be free, you know, to do whatever they want to do. But... Join the NAF, why not? It's only a fiver, get on with it. It's not expensive. <laughs> I don't care where you are or what you do, you can afford it. Get in the NAF. I I think it's a great thing, despite not being someone that joins things lightly or wants to be in things lightly. It is just a good thing for nerds to be able to go and look at a big shiny number. And some of them really love that number. Obviously, I don't love it quite that much. That isn't a true story, honest. But... I don't see what harm it does. And I do think if Games Workshop ever abandons this again, we're going to need the NAF. And having it ready and strong is a good thing. I do think when I go to a tournament, do I care if there's a NAF stamp on it? I kind of do. I I guess I do kind of want the the games to be logged somewhere. I mean, I've been to one where they weren't, and it didn't bother me. I had a great time. But it's kind of nice when they are. So I'm sure it's not a total barrier to me, but it's it's a nice to have, not a need to have. So would I choose one that did over one that didn't? Yeah, probably I would. Someone else said in the Reddit that if there's a NAF stamp on it, you know you're going to get some tryhards and it'll be a tougher tournament. Uh, maybe that's great. Maybe that means if you if you don't NAF stamp it, you can try and keep it a bit more local and keep some of the tryhards out if that's what you want to do. There's, I think there's space within Blood Bowl for that to be a good thing too. I'm not sure mind. it's to that. I think that really depends on the local communities. I mean, we have... Uh communities here that run a lot of NAF tournaments and they have lots of new players and I think if that person might have had some negative experience in their local community but I think this is really independent on whether the tournament is NAF approved or not. I think a lot of that's also down to how webbed in that particular league feels. There are some leagues that are you know a part of the scene of Blood Bowl. Um, there was a Reddit, uh, not a Reddit, a Facebook post the other day I was reading while I was on there doing something else, you know, I, I go there once a year if I have to, but it so happens I was on there. And they were talking about leagues in London, and a couple cropped up that I'd never heard of, and I've been reasonably active in London for a while. And that's because they're just really insular. They live their little lives doing their league. They're not really recruiting outside of it. They too have doubled in size over the last couple of years. But they've not started going off to lots of other tournaments or going out to the UKTC. or They, they just live their little pocket. And... I think that's fine. If they want to run a tournament, it's not NAF sanctioned. I think that's great. They will, you know, Purple Goo won't come along and harsh their buzz by winning everything whilst not even looking like you need to wake up to do it. And that's but probably maybe, good for them. And maybe he should. Yeah, maybe he should. Teach him a lesson. doesn't matter whether you're NAF approved or not. Purple Goo will come. And... I sort of <laughs> do and don't want the totalitarian If you say his name three times in the mirror, he turns up. He does, yeah. He turns up and... and <laughs> and steals your dice and then your children say I wish that was my dad it's just so much better than us all it's horrible Um, so I don't know I get really lost about the NAF do I want a totalitarian world where every time I roll dice the NAF are recording that yes but I want that to be entirely voluntary and for no one to have to take part except everyone I play so I don't understand why that person has been allowed to get away with, with their loss to me not being real it was real I, I was there. I know it happened. Do you want to hear the scary thing? Because what? you don't know who they are. They yep. might actually be a NAF member now. <sighs> <sighs> the worst, yeah. 
oh, that's like a dagger through my soul. <laughs> but it's just a number on a website. Why do any of us give a shit? Look, the, this, this, is, this really took fire on Reddit, so people are quite passionately against it somehow too. I get it. I get it, freedom lovers. Um, I bet they're mostly Americans. I was against it. I didn't want to be forcibly enrolled. I don't join things. Were you, but it isn't doing any harm. It's all right. It's not socialism. You were also forced to enroll in the UK, right? I mean, you never had a choice. Yeah, that's true. I was born here. I do think that's probably a net win, though, again. So that, that one also, I think, worked out all right. Given the spread of options around the globe, probably where I land, it'll do. I wouldn't spin again. At least you get to vote for a new king every once in a while, right? Yeah, we've just elected a new king. I, I didn't yeah. want this one. I wanted the ginger mm -hmm. one. I thought he was more fun. I thought the storylines had further to go. Yeah. But they've been written out. I'm sure they'll be back, like all the best soaps. Um, I, I would you know, be interested in what happens with the new chairman and where the NAF thinks it's going, because I think this is an extraordinary time in Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl 3 is still dying on its ass, which is terrifying, but the tabletop scene is thriving. The tournament scene is exploding right now. They're all filling, uh, and the calendar is getting fuller and fuller, and you know, the, the regional to tournament series are starting up. So we're getting these localised pockets and these nationalised events and just a huge amount of people playing. Um, let's try and get them all in the NAF, but make sure it's something that's actually delivering value and, and the future and not, you know, not that they have to think, oh, I'll ask my dad how he would have used this site. <laughs> because, you know, someone in their 20s, they're going to look at the NAF site. It's kind of embarrassing. I do feel like, you know, they'll be going thinking, well, do we also have to get AOL? You know, is it, do I have to... <laughs> Mandatory <laughs> it, modem. Yeah. Is there going to be a dial-up noise as it looks up the information? So that has to get sorted out. I don't care how expensive it is. There has to be a magic answer. So if you are that person, if you're listening, if you built the BB Coach app that I still have, I know it's been it's deprecated the word. You can't sort of get it anymore. But I'm never deleting it because it's brilliant. But build something like that for the NAF. That'd be great. We'd, we'd like say your name twice and people would be grateful briefly um, and then take you completely for granted and complain about all the stuff you didn't put into it. So really do do that uh, and do it under the name of the NAF because that could be central to us all. And if it all starts to drift and just go everywhere, then there is a chance Blood Bowl dies when Games Workshop screws us over again. Anyway, I think NAF said for now. Uh, I, the easy thing, I did do it, didn't I? Yeah. Um, I think if we could uh, all wave uh, like the Teletubbies do, it finds me an easy point to find in the edit. And we'll say that was... One World, One Blood Bowl, number 44. The NAF. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, over and out. Yay, we're done. Thank you very much, guys.